0: in the church the bible says over in second corinthians chapter 12 it says that god appoints us or sets us in the church whether it's a pastor god sets or appoints a pastor in a church or god's called you to a church he sets people within the church if we're being led by the spirit of god i mean you might go and say well i like the color of the the building, or I like the way they do church, or they still sing from the hymn books, so that's where I'm going to church, or you can be led by the Spirit of God as to where you go to church, right? And so, again, in that being said, uh, the Bible says that there are ministry gifts, some apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, some pastors, and so the ministry gifts, there are a lot of different ministries out there, right? But I've often said this, that the best way to get connected with some of those other ministry gifts or I should say the primary way that you're going to get connected with those ministry gifts is through your local church and the affiliation with your pastor. Now, why do I say that? Because number one, Pastor Mark is coming in. He's a spiritual father of mine, and so therefore he speaks into our life. But as a result of him coming in to our church, many of you have begun to connect with him and listen to his messages, his books, and whatever. And so again, because of him being a supply to me as your pastor, he now becomes a supply to you, right? right. And oftentimes you'll see individuals they are running after this minister, that ministry or whatever it might be, and, and, and they're, they might be good ministries. There's just not a fellowship there. Does that make sense? But then I've also saw this, again, just in the, the recent history of our church, uh, I've shared with you about a minister by the name of Todd White, Weird looking dude man Weird looking dreadlocks You know what I mean He's just a crazy dude But I told you how he's just kind of Just wrecked me in just listening As a result I know many of you Have started to listen In fact on that Sunday that we were gone We, we played a video of him And and uh, again it was he, this, I got so much feedback As to how people were blessed by his ministry And so I've heard many of you starting to listen to some of his materials. I was talking with a young lady just yesterday and uh, had a meeting with her. And she was talking about how she was listening to him online. And as she's talking to me about how God ministered uh, to her through his ministry, I can see her face starting to get puckered up like, you know, God's just starting to stir her heart. Well, why? Because of that connection. Amen? And so once again, that's how God begins to really move within the body of Christ. God orchestrates, makes connections, connects the dots with ministry gifts. And so once again, uh, I'm excited for what God's doing here. And just obviously we got the Hankins coming in. And so I'm excited about that. Amen. Amen. So with that being said, talking about, uh, Pastor Mark and Miss Trina that are coming in, we're going to pray tonight as a church and do some praying. For that meeting that's coming in, we're just going to take some time. In fact, for that matter, if you want to really uh, hook up with us in prayer concerning that Saturday mornings, uh, we meet here at 10 o'clock, and so I'd encourage anybody that wants to come, and we're just going to pray concerning that meeting for the next few weeks, all right? So, if you will, turn in your Bibles to Mark eleven twenty three in 24 many of you are very familiar with the scripture but I want to use this tonight as we begin to talk about prayer and begin to pray for specific ministers that are coming in or getting ready for a meeting that in uh, that we might be having at a church now in mark 11:23 and 24 Jesus is speaking and it's written in red in my bible and so therefore any time that I see red in my bible it says hey pay attention Jesus, the head of the church is talking. And so Jesus says this in verse 23. He says, For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So notice he's talking about an obstacle, a mountain, some things that you're talking to God about. But notice it says that when you start talking to God about your mountain, he says now when you start praying or talking to God about that, change your attitude and how you're you're, you're talking about it and see what you're praying about or talking to God about is already being done. And when you start believing that it's done, it will be done. And then it goes on to say in verse 24, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray... So now it's making the correlation between your conversation with God or what you're saying is really in correlation with your prayer. So he says in verse 24, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So this is an operation of faith, but notice he says, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. So in other words, you could say it this way, believe that you have them and you'll have them. So in other words, you've got to already see yourself as having them, and you'll have them. Right. In your conversation, your conversation has to be in line as though I have it, and then I have it. Yes. Right? Does that make sense? Yep. Because so many times you'll people see people say, well, I'm going to get healed. Well, when's going to? Tomorrow, next year, next ten years. When is that? Really? Well, the Bible says that by His stripes you are healed. So therefore, again, I have what I say if I believe that I receive. Well, everybody might say, well, you still as ugly as you ever was. Look at that thing. It's still hanging off your face. And you saying you're healed. Well, I don't care what things look like. I have what I say. Amen. Amen. In fact, Jordan and I, we were just talking about that today. He says, you know, for all these 20 some years he said he's never struggled with any kind of allergies or things like that and all of a sudden he says i've started feeling some of those things and i said you know what i've always had some of those symptoms or as i've gotten older, i've had symptoms of of allergies but the bible says that i'm redeemed from the curse of the law so therefore i don't say i have allergies i have hay fever or i have allergies that uh, flare up i've got symptoms but i'm redeemed they say, well, you mean you don't you don't feel bad? Oh, there's times that I feel like just going and dying. But my confession, my prayer, my saying is, is that, praise God, I might be hurting right now. But the Bible says I'm healed. And so, therefore, I don't have to have allergies. And allergies are leaving my body right now. And so, therefore, I am the healed of the Lord. Now, symptoms leave in Jesus' name. What, do you feel different right away? Maybe not. But it's not based on what I feel. It's based on what I say and what I believe. I believe I have it. What do you have it? I believe I have it. What do you see it? I believe I have it. And as long as I believe I have it, the Bible says that when I pray, you will have it. Amen? Okay. So with that being said, in the context of prayer, turn over to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. And we'll begin in verse 16 here. Has anybody heard about this fellow called Abraham? Anybody know anything about Father Abraham? Had many sons, and many sons had father. Anybody know that? remember that song? Come on, did you grow up with that? And I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise you. Come on, you got it. Yeah. Amen. So, Abraham, if you know anything, my wife says, Stop it. So Abraham is mentioned many times in the New Testament. He's mentioned as a father of faith in the book of Hebrews. But Abraham was an Old Testament, Old Covenant man of God. He was not on this side of the cross. He did not have what you and I have. He was not born again. He wasn't saved. He wasn't redeemed from the curse of the law. He was still under the law. Yet we see Abraham responding and acting A certain way. And we see here in verse 16 of chapter 4 of the book of Romans. It says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Now the seed again, not to get into a lot of lengthy detail, but the seed that it's talking about is you and me. All right. Not only to those who are of the law, but also those who are of the faith of Abraham. Abraham. Who is the father of us all? Verse 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who believed or believed in God. Who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. The King James says, calling those things that be not as though they are. I said, calling those things that be not. As though they are. I'll have whatsoever things I believe. Was he the father of many nations yet? No, but God said, you are the father of many nations. In fact, I'm going to change your name. That means father of many nations. You are the, what, where's your son? I don't know, but God says I'm the father of many nations. So therefore I am. All right. It goes on to say here in verse 18. And who contrary. Now listen, see it here. See the battle. See the distinction of reality and faith. But it says, who contrary to hope, in hope, believed... So that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith. He did not consider his own body already dead. Since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief. But was strengthened in faith. Giving glory to God. And being fully convinced that what he had promised. He was also able to perform. So in other words. The operation of faith. In Abraham, that was not born again, says, God, you said, if I believed it, I would have it. If I said I can see it, it will come to pass and I will see it. Therefore, I can, in faith, call those things that be not, I'm a 100 years old, that be not, my wife's womb is dead. She's 90. But you said that I will be and we will be the parents and the father of many nations. Therefore I will not waver. In what I do not see. Being contrary to hope. But in hope or in expectation. You are faithful to your promise. Amen. Amen. Alright now again I'm sharing that with you. To set you up as to how we're going to pray tonight. Alright. You still doing good? Turn over to Job chapter 22. And once again I'm having you flip through your Bibles here. So again. Uh, Wednesday night is get familiar with your Bible night. All right, Job 22. Now once again, we're talking about prayer. Job 22, it's right before the book of Psalms. If you just split your Bible in half, you're pretty close to Psalms. And if you hit it, then just go to the left. All right, Job 22. Job 22, verse 27 says... You will make your prayer to Him or to God. Talking about prayer. You will make your prayer to God and He will hear you and you will pray your vows and you will also declare a thing or the King James says you will decree a thing and it will be established for you so the light shall shine on your ways. So notice it says you. You will declare. You will decree whatsoever things you say. Well, who am I? You're a child of God. You're the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. You are everything that Jesus came to make provision for. And he says who you are. You are in me and I am in you. Right? And he said that you will declare and decree. And whatever you say, you'll have. Amen? So now, once again, we're going to be talking about this meeting that we're having. But this is also applicable to life. To your life, to your home, to your money, to your marriage, to your kids, to whatever. This is applicable to you. All right? So he says, if we declare, and therefore that also would denote that we're declaring in faith, you'll have what you're speaking. All right, turn to Colossians. Let's go back to the Old Covenant, or the, 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 old, or the New Testament, rather. Colossians, Colossians chapter 4, Colossians chapter 4, we're going to get there, got to sometimes flip back and forth, it's after Philippians, there you go, Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, okay, we've been talking about, in your prayer, Prayer, having confidence, and really what you're doing is taking your authority as a believer in Christ. And then we see here in verse 2, he says, Continue earnestly, and this is Paul speaking, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us. Who's us? Paul The ministers that are coming to the church. Pray for us that God would open to us a door for the word. The King James says a door of utterance. Utterance means to be able to speak. Open up unto us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I'm also in chains that I might make it manifest as I ought to speak. So Paul says this. He says, now we're coming in and out of your church and we're coming to minister at your church. And so as we're getting ready to come, pray for us that when we get there, there is a door of utterance or a door to have the ability to speak the mysteries of God. And then he goes on to say this, that as we speak the mystery that God has For you in that season, in that time, in that moment, in that evening, in that meeting. That we'll be able to make it manifest. Or another word for manifest is to demonstrate that which we're preaching or speaking. Amen. Amen. So in other words, when we begin to pray. If we'll begin to say, tonight we're coming together. And we're going to pray tonight concerning the meeting. And we're going to pray for a door of utterance. That when... Pastor Mark and Miss Trina get here. There is going to be a door that has already been opened because we opened it in prayer. And when they get here, all they have to do is step up here, like whoop, to step through the door. And man, there is a door to speak directly from heaven, some things that you have need of. There's been some mysteries that God has been wanting to get to you that you've been needing answers in and because you've prayed and because you've asked and because there's been a door of utterance, there are mysteries that have now been revealed and I can speak and give you the thing that God has for you because you prayed and made way for the ministry gift to be able to minister. Does that make sense? Come on, you track it with me. Because, again, Pastor Marcus said this before many of times. He says, I know when I get to a church whether they've been praying for me or not. Because if I go there and they haven't been praying, he says, I can just give them a good message. He says, but if they've been praying, he says, I can't shut up. He said, it just keeps coming out of me because there has been a door that has been opened. Amen. Now, once again, I don't want just a good message. I want a message from heaven that sticks. And when it sticks, it begins to work. It begins to manifest, it begins to show up, It begins to have a demonstration. Amen. I mean, have you ever seen somebody like Billy Graham and he starts to preach a salvation message? Well, there's been all kinds of people that have been praying for Billy Graham, and there's been a door of utterance that's been opened and it's the mystery of the gospel for many that don't ha- that have never known Jesus. And therefore, when the door's been opened, he gives the message. Then all of a sudden, there is a demonstration or a manifestation of the mystery that has now been revealed. And if you've ever watched those programs, have you seen the thousands that have ran to the front of wherever he's at to receive Christ? It's because the door has been opened. It's the mystery that has been revealed. And now you're seeing the demonstration of the mystery that has been revealed. There's a mystery that God wants to reveal to all of us when that gift comes. Now, again, I'm talking about specifically for the Hankins that are coming in. But if you took that approach about church, I'm telling you what, you would think twice about going to the lake. Because you'd be thinking, man, there is a mystery. That's that church that's getting ready to be demonstrated. And it's getting ready to be revealed. And man, that just might be my day that I got or get what God has for me. Does that make sense? You would approach church a whole lot different if really this was our heart. To God, open up a door of utterance. And so when we pray, we are going to declare and decree. We are going to say... We are going to speak and believe that as we pray tonight, a door is opened. And we will have what we say. So that means right now, in just a few moments when we pray, and I know I'm preaching long, so we're going to pray short, but our prayer can be great when we pray short if we just hook up in faith, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy said, Whoo! short prayers. I <laughs> just messed with you. Hey, I've been in those services. Like, come on, shorten up the prayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I know that's not what you mean. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. For that matter, when we had church prayer for a whole week, he was the one that was here for two weeks, I believe, was. He was here. Where were you? So, yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. I got your bag, man. All right. First so, Corinthians chapter 14. This is the last verse that I'll share with you. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We said that there's a door of utterance to make known the mysteries of Christ and make them revealed or make them manifest. Now, you've heard us say before that on these Wednesday nights that as we start to really dive into prayer and pray about some things, there will be times that we pray in English, that we'll pray in our spirit language or just praying in other tongues just as God leads us because we believe that God wants to Help us in that manner. So here's what I want you to see here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. It says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. Did we not just see there that as we pray for utterance? That's for the minister. But there is utterance in prayer. Amen? Amen. And therefore, there are times when you're praying, if you're praying in the Spirit or you're praying in your prayer language, the Bible just got done telling us that you're praying mysteries. Isn't it so cool that my head doesn't understand, but my spirit is praying out the mysteries of God. And he says, if you're praying and believing, they will be made manifest. They'll show up. When? I don't know. I just know that when I'm praying, I'm praying out the mysteries of God. Well, man, that sure gives me the opportunity to pray a whole lot more bolder and a whole lot more confident. Praise the Lord, I'm praying out some mysteries right now. What are you praying? I don't know, but it's good. (laughs) What's God doing? I don't know, but he's working. Why? Because the Bible says I'm praying out mysteries. I'm praying to God. Amen. So once again, this works. In your personal prayer life, when you're praying for somebody, praying for a meeting, come on. I mean, you can get really just dogmatic. You know, you have sometimes people, you know, they're praying in their, their, their prayer language, and it's just, I don't I just might as well go home. And then you see other ones, they're like, it's like, oh, man, they're going after it. Why are they going after it? Because they just, they're praying out some mysteries, and they're getting it done. Hey, Amen.